Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. The Total 90 Derby sees Spurs dismantle Klopp & Co 4-1. we got Aaron Moy who scores as Huddersfield shock United with a 2-1 victory. We have Ronald Koeman gets his marching orders as Everton go into the relegation zone. And of course, we've got Facebook's finest, the Champions League, our Week 9 takeaways. And we look ahead at Week 10 of the Premier League. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by the man who this week lost 4-1 in the Total 90 Derby, the first, the inaugural, the greatest match of the season, Mickey Kennedy. Like, you didn't even have to get up at 2 in the morning to watch it, so, you know, I, I can give you all the details if you want. Uh, I'm flat. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm over football. I'm over soccer. I don't, I don't care who ever calls it. I'm over, oh, I just want to cry. So, buddy, buddy, it's it's going to get better. All right, that's all Is I that can say. In, in what world? Please, because can you send me there? Because... Right, seriously, I just... It's got to be, oh, I've got to support a bit of team or something. <laughs> I've got to do something. Well, you know, for those, those who have been living under a rock, of course, the total 90 derby happened. Uh, Spurs went in. Spurs came. They saw. They conquered. And you know, Mickey, I've been I've been really gassing up for this show. I know you've been kind of you've been trying anything to avoid it. So I just thought, you know, some sometimes a little bit of music. Sometimes a little bit of music will help Don't. us out. Don't. Sometimes sometimes a little bit of DJ Khaled will help us out. If we can sing together. Ah. <laughs> Anyway, Mickey, uh, like, what are we, what are we thinking? Are we, can, can I get you in a better mood somehow? No. <laughs> oh, my oh, what a game. What a game. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, of course. But Liverpool Spurs isn't the only game that happened. There's a lot of shock results, Mickey. Oh, can we talk about any other game? No, we're going to start with Liverpool Spurs. But I, I, like, there's a lot that happened. There's been manager sackings. Champions League's happened. Like, there's shitloads to get through. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll call- I know. Um, just, start, just help me out here at the start. Okay, don't worry. Right. I'll, I'll start. I'll take care of most of the things. I'm, I'm actually, seriously, I'm that flat. From so the there's a few talking points to come over with the Tottenham-Liverpool game, just as opposed to just to be banging on no, about number how... one. Number one topic, we're shit. Well, yeah. Um, you know, probably the biggest talking points, Lovren getting uh, taken off after 30 minutes. I'll give you the basic question first 30 off. 30 minutes too long, I'd say. Is it? Do you think Do you think that's something that you should do? Do you think as Klopp... I know you're a big team, so you probably have a bit more incentive to kind of make a change straight away. But do you think it might have been better for Lovren's overall kind of uh, position in the club and his overall kind of state mentally in that to kind of see it out and trying to rectify your mistakes? Um, I don't know. I can't, I liked it in some ways. Like maybe just wait the fuck up for once, you know. Um, the things that hurt me the most about Lovren's 30 minutes of absolute shame were um, the lack of, I'd say, I think... If you watch the first replay of Kane's goal, um, the first initial steps after Lovren misses and sees it, um, Kane's run onto it, is he kind of just sits back and lets Matip try and save his bacon. And um, for me, that's just like, 
like we say, for instance, we go to Moreno for all his faults, um, you know, and, and mistakes he does make. One thing he never does is um, make a mistake and give up. If there's anything, he turns into like a little macho man and just tries, you know, and it's almost too stupid sometimes, but at least um, he understands that he's made an error and, and does everything in his in his power to kind of rectify it where um, the first thing I noticed is Lovin just kind of sit back and the first three or four steps after he realised he made that mistake were pretty embarrassing. Um, the second one wasn't great either. Um, the second one was probably, it was just a shocking error of judgment, wasn't it? It was very, very poor. And, and Harry Kane's not, like, he's deceptively quick, but he's not that quick. I don't think someone like Lovren would have that much trouble chasing him down and at least closing the gap a bit more. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely closing the gap. But I think you'd be surprised, as you said, he is very deceptively quick. He's got a great turn of speed and he's like yeah. really, and he, that's where he catches off a lot of defenders. Uh, it was funny because during this game, I actually thought that this was going to be the opposite way in terms of, I thought that Spurs were going to have majority possession and Liverpool were going to be t- trying to do the break kind of counters because that's what you guys have been doing against yep. the top six teams. And then usually below any team below that, they kind of try and do that to you. This was a really strange game because, for one, you know, I was worried about all the pace in that te- in your team, and for some reason, Kane and Son just made you know apparently were Usain Bolt just running around both of them. Yeah, like, well, Son's quick, so let's like yeah, yes, of course, he's not a Salah or a, or a Mane. We didn't have Mane, Mane, but like if you put him against someone like Firmino, he's a lot quicker than Firmino and a couple of others. So, uh, would you say he's about as quick as Ox? I'd say Ox is maybe a little bit quicker. Like Ox is yeah. a quick, got a very nippy on the on you know when he wants to be. It was just one of those games that um you know unfortunately you're twelve minutes in. Uh, it could have been deal, it yeah. could have been three nil fifteen minutes in. Son hit the bar, uh, yep, which yep. was a really decent effort and like you know very unlucky. On another day that bounces down and goes over the line. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Mignolet. Uh, I thought that he might have been at fault for at least at the least first goal. two. Yeah. Well, I, I, like Son's goal, I think he could have saved very much. So um, he's just not up to it, is he? And like uh, you know. When he finishes his career, and I don't know how many appearances he's had, like 100, 150, you reckon, maybe? Yeah, he's been he's been at it for a long time, hasn't he? And he's, yeah. he's been, he's, you know, every now and then he has a few good games and everybody kind of goes, this is Forgets the time. It for a bit. It's like a band-aid, really, isn't it? Well, that's it. And, yeah, I think he I, he was definitely, him and Lovren were combined at fault for the first goal. I think Mignolet coming out was just really odd. And to be fair, I think Hugo, not his uh, indecisiveness, uh, indecisiveness, sorry, was something that cost Liverpool, uh, got Liverpool's first goal in, and I don't, I don't think that he got necessarily the case. I think um, you know when you see that ball go oh, yeah. through from Henderson, it was a good ball. I think it does get a deflection as well. I know it doesn't. No, doesn't? It's, it's a nice, it's a nice shot. It's like it, whether or not he meant no, it not the shot, like, the, the through ball. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it does. Yeah, and so I, like even when you're looking at that thing right, right until the very end, you kind of think that the defender's going to get there. I think that's what probably kept Loris back in the first place. Um, the ball was so good. It sent him into two minds, and that's the perfect kind of ball that you want, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and don't forget, like, a lot of factors coming to that goal. Uh, I think the, the, the bounce with Salah took it with, like, <laughs> yeah. it was a very uncontrolled shot, and that, that twist on the ball, like, like on that very first replay, you go, how did Loris not get to that? And then you watch the second one, and you see the actual distance between Loris yeah. and, and that ball and how much it spins. It's like a bloody Shane Warren leg spin. Yeah, really, it was. It? It, it was something very, it was very, very well done. That so had it, a really great angle and, on it and, too. And unfortunately, it took us to get all that bit of luck just to score a goal against Tottenham. And, you know, it was over at halftime when, you know, Ali put that one in. Again, Mignolet should have saved that one. His hands there, his body's there. It was more of a... I don't know let's, what it is. Let's, We're really struggling here. Let's let's put some blame on the Matip on that one. That was a shocking clearance. It was um, a shock, shocking clearance. And, you know, Joel Matip um, seems to be a guy that gets away with it a lot. I think a lot of poor defensive errors yeah. 
um, are made by him and he's almost like, oh, at least he's not as bad as, you know. Yeah. And that's what's kind of at the moment like, oh, I'm at, there's a few times and a few games where I've actually noticed um, Matt Tip actually produce some absolute howls. And I'm like, how's this guy not getting criticised for this stuff? And I guess he does some good things as well um, that kind of, you know, shields himself from the, the kind of scrutiny that, you know, say a Lovren or a, a Moreno or um, a Mignolet get. But um, this defence is probably as poor as you'll find in the whole Premier League at the moment. Like, seriously, it's um, it's getting beyond it. Like, it's actually getting embarrassing. Do you, how do you think, um, you know, Klopp after the match, I think, you know, he kind of said that he could have taken Lovren or Matip off. I don't know if he really meant it. I think he ha- he kind of tried to defend him in that way. But I, I honestly think that he should have handled it a little bit better. I think that, you know, Lovren coming off, in all honesty, and as somebody who watched it live, I was like, oh, shit, that's so embarrassing. Like, just imagine being that guy. But you know, it, look, to be honest, right, they get, these guys are getting paid tens of thousands of of pounds a week, like at the very minimal, like Lovren would be about 60, 70,000. Isn't Lovren on 100? We could be, could yeah, be. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's And let's not forget, we bought this guy for 25 million pounds at the time that you would not buy a defender for any more than 25 million pounds. Like, yeah. we broke the bank for this guy. Um, and, you know, at Southampton, he was a solid defender. Like, even when we bought this guy for this amount of money, right? No one really blinked an eyelid. No one really said, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money. Like, they kind of accepted it because he was a good defender at Southampton. And it brings back the whole thing about Van Dyke and getting him and that kind of thing because um, you, you turn back three or four years ago, it was probably the same transfer, you know. Um, are these guys, like, learning anything on at Melbourne? Like, you know, when we look defence, we look so, so, so bad. Um, I still don't think... Lovren, uh, Moreno's left back. I think he's a left midfielder. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. love to see him put on a wing and just see what he like. Play a cup game, put him on the left midfield or left wing, and just go, so, yeah. just attack. And and that's what he's good at. But a topic for a different day. Um, there is like, it's beyond worrying. It's more embarrassing now. It's kind of like. Um, like, it's laughable, really. Like, now I'm not even, like, shocked. I'm not even appalled. I just kind of laugh because I can't believe it's happened again and I can't believe the same guys are making the same mistakes. And, yeah. And, you know, one thing that we could have said years ago about Liverpool, like, as soon as, um, as recent as last year and the year before, we played a top six team, we put them away. We, like, yeah. you think of the resounding wins we've had against the teams like, like, Last year at Man City, when we played at Man City, we beat them 4-1 or, something, or 3-1, you know. Yeah. We put teams all that away. Um, we gave them the sword. And that's what, let, like, gave us a chance at the top four and the title last year, we, the fact that we could put away the top teams. Tottenham, you would never have dreamed of beating us 4-1 last year. No, no, no way. We should have. You guys should have probably won at least one of those games, especially yeah. the game of Whiteheart. Uh, yeah, Whiteheart, Lanark, we should have won that game. And that's the thing. We've always had the wood over Tottenham. And now you, we've just seen he's happily just stroll straight past us and... Um, it's gone from a thing that we just can't, we just play bad against a bad team. Now we're just playing bad against everyone. I also think it's a little bit, um, you know, when you kind of look at the defensive errors and that, um, you know, Lovren also, we all, we've been, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Lovren's somebody who apparently shells five painkillers before every game. Apparently he's going through marital problems at the moment. He's gone like, there's a lot going on with him currently. Um, how much do you put on the onus of the people in front of him as well, letting him get into that position? Because you've got people like Henderson, who I Henderson's hit or miss for a lot of people. I know a lot, yep. of, especially Liverpool supporters, they either love him or hate him. He yep. put a lovely ball in, but is he covering enough? Is it like um, are, are the well, central well, midfielders covering? You really don't like. Well, you can't really say he is with stuff like that. And um, going back to that point you made about Lovren, like 
obviously that's stuff that no no fan or you know few fans would know of and when do you, as Jurgen Klopp, come in and go, all right, maybe you just need some time out right now? Like, maybe you just need to sit out and, like, let's get you through this situation and, and get let's get your head screwed on properly before if, we start putting you into games that are going to cost us, you know, a chance at a top four. Well, I'll put it this way. There's no way in hell we're ever going to win the Premier League this year. No. We're, off, we're out by mile. You know, 12 points, 13 points. Sorry. Oh, no, 12, sorry. Yeah, 12 points. Yeah. That is, like, nine games. Yeah, uh, it's... Like, and that's what I think. I think that Klopp should have taken a bit of onus after the game. I really do. I think that when he's talking about it, I think that he should have kind of, you know, not necessarily kind of, just to cover him just a little bit. Even though, you know, people do this all the time. They'll say things just to kind of keep the player, the morale happy. I think he should have come out and say, you know, maybe mentally, physically, he wasn't in the right state of mind and I shouldn't have played him myself. I think that's a, what a real manager, would, a, yeah. a good manager really should have done. He, like, you know, when he went off, he didn't even get a pat on the head. He didn't get anything. He walked straight to the bench. No one looked at him. No one touched him. It I just, think it was that kind of thing, but it was like cringe. It was. it was. It like as I said, it was embarrassing to look at, and just I I felt really bad for the guy. And like, you know, he obviously makes mistakes, and that a lot of a lot of our managers would let it ride and kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to give you the opportunity to rectify that, or maybe even like get it to half time. And but you know, Klopp obviously thought that at that stage, if he didn't make a change, things could have gone a lot worse. And yep. that's you know, that's the manager's decision, and you can do that either way. But after he went off, you know, it was two one when he went off and ended four one. So. Yeah, you can argue either way if it was really a good yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it makes me go back and think, like, what, you know, Mamadou Sarko was a guy that got, you know, who was in the top of his game before he got let go, like, you know, banished from the team. It makes me wonder what he actually did to, and I've said this a few times, the Jurgen Klopp to make him go, you're never playing in this side again. Mm. Um, Is he under pressure, Klopp, at all? Is it's he, building. Yeah, because like oh, even me, like I remember the day I, I remember he, he he signed at Liverpool, jumping up and down the room. I couldn't believe it. I thought this is the turn. This is the turn that I've been waiting for since I was a kid. Because you know, ever since I was pretty young, you know, Liverpool haven't really, you know, they've been a, they've been a force, but they've never been a team that real challenging my not in my teen late teens and and twenties. Yeah. When it really um, when it really matters. When, it, <laughs> when you really get an understanding of the team and the game and. You know, like a full understanding. So, um, I thought that was the change that you know that's going to turn us into a thing. But just backpedaling, backpedaling. Sorry, um, two steps forward, one step back, or the other way around. <laughs> one step forward, one two step forward, back. two steps back. I think. You that, know what? I'm past caring at the moment. It's um, and I also think with Lovren, I'm going to stick with him and Matip in that. Like yep. they also in the whole tr- summer transfer window, they would have been like sweating bricks. Well, exactly. They would have been going shit. They're going for Van Dyke here. That means one of us are gone. And Lovren probably would have known in the back of his mind he's probably the second choice centre back. Like out of yep. those two. And you know, it mustn't be a great feeling to know, like, oh... They're trying to replace Yeah, him. Liverpool didn't get their man, and now, oh, shit, that means Lovren has to play. And, it, you know, I guess, like, morale-wise, it can't be the greatest thing for a player. Um, we'll switch over to Spurs, but just because uh, you can't really... Can't we'll, talk about was Spurs that good or were that bad? I think it was a combo of both. Like, Son and Kane... Like, the good thing about Spurs at the moment is our formations vary all the time. We played... You know, uh, Trippier was fantastic. Trippier yep. is really showing. Um, like, yeah, I saw a thing today on the Premier League banter group, which is absolute trash for yeah, ninety nine posts out of hundred is trash. But they said like, uh, I was like a thing going like, which is the best uh, right back or right wing back? And there was five of them, and Trippier was in there, and mm. people were saying Trippier, all, all saying he shouldn't be even close. But he's on four or five assists at the moment this season. Yep. He's our leading assist getter, and you know he put Kane through for that first one. He, uh, he took care of uh, a couple of really dangerous balls, and you know something that. 
you know, I'm not going to compare to Walker because I think Walker is a better player. But something that you know, a lot of uh, right backs don't do is they cover their tracks. And you know, it's something that is looking promising for him, even though he looks young, but he's a bloody old guy. He's about 28 or so already. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, every year on FIFA, I, people are already offering me money for him on FIFA. Uh, Ali was really good. Ericsson was really good putting balls through. Kane, I... <sighs> There's only I don't know how to describe Kane. He makes goals out of nothing, really, doesn't he? And like, yeah, even the Zaya gets that first goal because don't forget, Matip did come and and did, and they have the coolness and calmness to kind of like because don't forget he would have turned that ball got chipped over and then when it, when he saw it go over Lovren, he would have thought he was on, and then as soon as he turned to his right, he would have seen Mignolet sliding in. Yep. And just to have that calmness just to tap it to his side and, and and finish around three defenders, you know that that um. That coolness and calmness under pressure and, and, and being in a crowded area just shows where he's at at the moment and that's at the top. And that's also, it shows that how good you are when you can play on both feet. Kane is really good on his yeah. left. He scored many good goals on his left. He scored that fantastic goal against Huddlesfield on his left. Yeah. Like, and, that's his op- and that's his opposite. I, there's only one way you can describe Kane. Don't. No, nah, but he's, he's pretty good, isn't he? He's doing right. <laughs> we'll move Swear, on. if I have to hear one more song, I'll literally leave. I'm not even joking. I'll leave this room. We done with the songs? Oh, we're, no, we've got a couple more. Well, I'll leave. I'll literally going <laughs> to uh, leave. We're going to have to move on but uh, from this game. We might come back to it for a couple of songs. Uh, Huddlesfield United, Mickey. Is this the biggest uh, shock, shock win of the year? Uh, you know what? In saying this, right, I don't, I don't know if you... Agree with me or not, but kind of the loss was coming. Like, yeah, definitely. You know, Marino uh, or whatever, Mourinho, Mourinho. I was right. <laughs> I, I, I always get tongue tied at least once every you, show. I you swear. are absolutely your your brain is scattered today. I'm, <laughs> I told you I'm that flat. Like since the weekend, it's just just been nothing but a downhill scale or slide all the way to hell. Oh, do you want me? To, I'll, I'll start it. Off. No, no, it's all right. I can start it. Yeah, if I, if something's going to get me through today, is talking about United losing. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, after going defensive against Liverpool, um, you know, weren't convincing against Benfica midweek nope. in the Champions League. You know, it took a Rashford, you know, absolute lucky goal to get through. And, you know, the loss, it doesn't seem that much of a shock to me. I think the defensive areas were just as bad as Liverpool's. Like, it was the only thing that made me feel normal. After watching um, Lovren play, yeah, um, Linda, what, what the hell was he doing? Yeah, I, I, I love this. I love it. I think this is like poetry in Premier League. Sometimes, sometimes karma just kind of comes back. I love the fact that United go out against Liverpool and like you know, also United would be looking at the Spurs Liverpool game, going, "Why didn't we attack them?" You know, the, yeah, the well, that's exactly right. Yeah, and then they go and they're like, "Okay, they could have won for one." Well, exactly, and they so they played for a point. They got the point against Liverpool. Oh, we'll go to Huddersfield. We'll, we'll take care of them easy enough. And then this happens. And as you said, it has been coming. You know, it was a, it was a horrible goalkeeping error that was the only reason why ben, uh, they beat Benfica. Yep. They weren't convincing at all. This game, you know, I like Huddersfield. I, I, we got to give a lot of credit to these guys in the first half, especially. They were dominant. Like yeah. they really, they took them to town. Matter losing the ball. Our boy Aaron Moy, um, you know, who's getting a lot of talk every time. I swear, every time Huddersfield win a game, our boy Aaron Moy gets a. a fair it, few it always seems like the, the games that he's not really man. Like I, I can't see United going to Huddersfield and going, all right, we're going to meet yeah. up on on this player and this player and this player. Like, they probably just go out there and go, all right, play a game, win the game, kind of thing. And arrogance, and it, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is arrogance. It, it pretty much is, hundred percent. And when guys like this get to, you know get more of a free roam, like, they get to play their football and, and it shows more how good he is. It, I think he's still got yet to be proven when someone's actually marking him. I think 
Yeah. And they play the middle tier and lower tier teams. They probably mark, you know, someone like Aaron Moy goes a bit missing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, looks a bit slow sometimes, but, you know. When they get the results, but it's a lot because of him. His balls, his balls all game. He's crossing and when they get the free yeah, kicks, 100%. he puts them in dangerous positions. He's the man that they give it to before he whips it in kind of thing, you know. Well, the pressure, like, he pressured Mata, like, um, and, you know, just take, taking a step back, like, how cool is it that uh, Aaron Moy is playing with play, players of, yeah. of Man United's caliber in Four general? points. And, like, you know, taking it off Mata, getting around Lindelof, which isn't very difficult these days. But, mm. yeah, and, and getting that goal. Like, I think that, um, yeah, Lindelof was actually at fault for both goals. Not completely. Mata lost the ball in the middle for the first. But Lindelof was... It's only his second game for United as well, I think. Is it? I, think, I swear he, his first game was against well, Liverpool. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Well, what happened was, didn't he get... He got subbed on, didn't he? Uh, Jones went down in the game. That's what the only reason why Lindelof came uh. on. So they, they're, they're Bay and Jones down in this game. They had Smalling and Lindelof. Smalling's a very handy replacement. Yeah. I think it's a good... Well, he was their number one for a couple of years there, and he was playing really well. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of just... I guess it's the big team curse kind of thing. You can, you know, you don't necessarily do anything wrong. You just kind of find yourself down the order sometimes. Well, the, and the thing is with defenders, I've heard somebody say it's like the problem is with defenders when you make a mistake, it's so much more glaring than if you make a mistake in the midfield because you have got no one covering or, behind. Even up forward, like, yeah, exactly. Like, and, but like, oh, but, oh, like one on ones and shit like that, I guess um, get you in a bit of trouble. But um, I, I guess the the loss of a goal, for, like costing your team a goal instead of putting one in your team in front. Like you know, or making a goal is so much greater. Yeah. Um. That you know the ridicule that you get after that is just enormous when you when you cost your team a goal. And as you said, it's so blatant as well, and it's in your face, and it's um. You know, it literally teams like it destroys teams stuff like that. It really does. Yeah. You know, like turn the game. Yeah. Hundred like, percent. And uh, you know that that second one that you know that schoolboy miss of the header, like it was just. I, I've heard people say, you know, it's uh, it's all about, you know, the wind was blowing. I, I don't buy it. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't like, You're a professional footballer. It's like, it goes to the same with Lovren again. And, you know, it's that kind of, um, I think a lot of it, it, it comes down to not committing to your action. I think yeah. um, if you watch him when he was coming into it, he kind of, he, he just wanted that little faint, faint, faint touch. Instead of just putting your, like, yeah. he could have had that, put his head through it. And it would have rolled out in front of his defender, but there was exactly. no one there. You know, I mean, it gave you, like, the defender could have run onto it in plenty of time. I think he wanted to be too you know, pretty, too faint, like a faint little touch, you know, yeah. perfect touch. And he, he learned his lesson, didn't he? And De Gea, like, you could see the frustration as, as he went past him. Well, yeah, De Potre was, was a fantastic touch. First touch Yeah, was first fantastic. touch was amazing. And, yeah, De Gea was like, and it was almost like it was a, uh, he just recognised it, he just got done. And yeah. it, was, it wasn't his fault. He knew that it wasn't his fault. And he kind of, when he got past him, a lot of keepers would go to ground and De Gea was just like, you know, like, what can I do? Like, yeah, you know, it was, and it, it was. He got sold into a terrible situation there. Yep. And it was really calm, really great finish. Um, both goals were really great finishes, in all honesty. And, you know, at half time, all of a sudden, you know, I, I love that I was watching a live stream just yesterday that, um, a replay of a live stream, of course. And uh, those United fans going, okay, okay, you know, you guys aren't good enough. Like, you're only Huddlesfield. Let's take care of them before the game. And tell you what, 45 minutes in, they'll change in their tone. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it's lo- uh, just it's a quick one to Haya. Yep. Uh, the team of the year got announced this week. No inclusion. Buffon, Buffon. obviously a, a fantastic keeper, but it was the main argument that no Premier League players, especially De Gea, wasn't named. Yeah, um, like I can understand why Buffon. Like, there's there's amazing keepers in the league, right? And the world, sorry, at the moment, there's yep. probably three that would have gone in: Neuer, Buffon, De Gea. Prob- it's, it's the same three. Isn't it? Yeah, and like I, you could toss a coin. Buffon, Buffon has that ability that you know they made it through to the Champions League final. Yep. That kind of helps him. One out. title with Juventus. Yeah, probably. won the title, and um, you know they, he's a lovable guy at the at this stage. And he's in his still career. so good. Yeah, like, at, there's no there's no def- 
denying that he's you know still a world class keeper. Yeah, and uh, it was, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. That I think that um, you know, he was the the, the fan favorite as well. Everybody kind of likes him in, like in the world, like because he's mm. he's older and he's kind of he's been at it for so Wise. long. Kind he's like a Roger Federer of uh, yeah, football. he is yeah, hundred percent. And so yeah, uh, and again with this game, you know. United had what close to eighty percent possession, and funnily yep. enough, um, Liverpool had around sixty-five to seventy percent possession. And again, we we keep saying this: it's what you do with it. It's not about and like you know, Spurs used to be kings at this, and they still are t- at times against the poor teams where they'll rack up all this possession, but they won't do anything with it. Yeah, and you know, it's these teams that can count on the break or just take their opportunities. And you know, it was well, always- uh, uh, that's a, that's the main thing, isn't it? Like the teams that um, take their opportunities and. It's normally the half opportunities that are winning games at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's either well, it really is. It's either defensive mistakes or half chances, and 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 that separates you know the teams in the Premier League. I think the only team that I don't think has had that issue probably is City, but that's yeah. because they're so full on. Yeah. And their chances are so many and so clear cut that it's it's almost like a like it'd be an absolute shock to the system if they didn't score two or three a game. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, I, you know, overall, uh, I want to give a little little quick shout out to Lukaku. You know, he did nothing all game, but his cross to Rashford was absolutely fantastic. You, like, f- you feel he's getting found out more and more each week, Lukaku, doesn't he? I don't know. Like, yeah, he, I, is I, Chelsea I, sitting back right now, going Murata doesn't seem too bad. Well, maybe. Yeah, I, I but at the same time, Murata didn't. He's been a bit quiet. I heard that. Um, I heard today that Lukaku had two or three touches inside the box all game uh, against Huddersfield, which is pretty poor. It's pretty hopeless, isn't it? And like, you know, he had no so, real chances. You know, for a team that he, that's where he gets his goals against, like statistically. Yeah, well, exactly. He gets he gets them against these crappy teams, but and but that cross was fantastic. I got to give that to him. And if he can, that those are the areas that he needs to improve his game on. He's passing, he's crossing. You know, Rashford could miss that. He could try. He he would have had well, to try yeah, very really, hard. He, he really got the uh, the the play in the middle of the two defenders. It really was a world class cross and work. You know, cool head still. He, he finished it. It was a good. Yeah, finish definitely. Yeah, Rashford. and yeah, Rashford's a, Rashford's a goddamn superstar. <laughs> you know what? Because he's in your. I've got a FIFA team, that's why. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll move on, but uh, Chelsea-Watford. Uh, this was a really entertaining game, Mickey. Yeah, 100%. And um, for, for a lot of stages in this game, well, you, you'd think Watford could have won this game, you know, possession. And the way they're going about it, Marcus Silva, I don't know what he said to these guys. Seriously, has he got them under hypnosis? Because they are just, like, seriously, they're playing that well at the moment. The course goal is very good. Uh, you know, within two minutes, they, they put... Pedro's goal at the start was an absolute worldie. Yep. Um, as you said, he just pulls out one of these goals every once in a while that just kind of knocks his socks off. It defies logic, some of them. Like, the way that ball was curving, you're thinking, if it's yep. going to hit the post, and, uh, it's probably coming out. And you can tell, like, the keeper didn't even bother. And he just looked at it and was went in. Yeah. No, and it looks better on the highlight reel if the keeper doesn't even move, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It <laughs> really does. Sometimes like, it does. Like, you know, it's the ultimate goal when they've just given up. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Decore's goal whipped it very close into the near post and almost perfect, I'd say. And Pereira, um, Richarlison, our boy from the... Uh, we've got to have a boy from each team, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, our boy Richarlison at the moment. Uh, our boy Richarlison. Uh, that ball through to just splits the... Like, there's only one defender, but um, as you... Like, kudos to um, Troy Dina, who kind of just did that yeah, little fake. It was a perfect fake, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it's, it's knowing your surroundings. It's talking within the penalty box as well, which a lot of times when people get the ball in the penalty area, they're so hell-bent on scoring that they're just like... They forget everything they'll, Yeah, they'll snatch on anything. Like, Actually, just, that'd, be, that'd be me. 100%. You you, if you are Dini, you would have tried to score that. You would have tried to do like a weird back foot over kick. And try I would have done anything I could to put the ball in. Exactly. Back. And like, you know, this is what... You know, and obviously, this might be something <coughs> that Silver's <laughs> drilling in. Mm. Um, Watford, in all honesty, could have won this game. Really? Yep, like, yeah, I, I, there agree. were times in this in this game where they should have, they could have, and probably should have gone three one up. They and shouldn't have lost. I don't think. They, I think draw would have been, you know, worst case result. It should have been for them. And um, 
going back to Sir Troy Deeney, you know, um, he seems to be a really um, a leader. Just not a, not so much in his actions, but um, just with stuff like you know the basics of talking and 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 leading that way in kind of um, you know as you said the unselfishness that it, that led to that goal is kind of like uh, a mature kind of play. You know what I mean? Like these guys are um, so much these days. Um, make money on, on numbers, which is like goals yeah. and, you know, shots and goal. And these are the stuff that they, when they put, they come off the game, that's all they're held to, these stats. So for guys to do stuff like that, that wouldn't get recognised is pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. It's something that, um, as you said, it won't get done on the score sheet. Nothing's going to be said of that, but here on the Total 90 podcast, we, uh, yeah, we, 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 we recognise, we, that stuff. we recognise the one percenters and that's what, you know, and Dini is, he's definitely, you can tell that he'd be someone in the dressing room that would really try and amp the guys yeah, up. Kind of, kind of a guy that put, you know, put his arm around your shoulder kind of thing too, you know, and, and lift the troops. And it's not easy to do considering that a lot of games he's starting on the bench and he's yeah. coming off. So there, there's reason for him to kind of get angry at this. Um, is Watford like, you know, I think, I think we both agree a draw should have been, probably should have been the result. Uh, Bash, why are you getting on the board twice? Yeah, and it raises the issue that we bag everyone during the week <laughs> and they just somehow come out and do it. We started with Murata and then we went to Bashwai and then so Liverpool is shit. I, I hope they never win another game ever in their life and I, they shouldn't. I've given it to Pedro a couple of times on the show as well and he, you know, put it in a world beater then. Seriously, I, I swear it's like we've just set this like thing off that well, you know, every person that we criticise just turns into a superstar the next week. So I've heard Liverpool, um, you crap. <laughs> but he's played Times 10. 10 games throughout all competitions. He scored seven goals. Like this is Yeah, the stats aren't bad, are they? <laughs> They're not bad at all. And uh, crucial goals this week. Yeah, definitely. And they, this was yeah, this is hundred percent was that one to get him level was very good header. Mm. Like, you know, especially with that hairdo. It's hard. I don't know how he's aiming that correctly. And yeah, well, that might be the the fact that maybe that is Ooh, a bit of a cheating there. It, it shouldn't have finished four two, I don't think. Uh, if Chelsea were gonna win it it should have been a three two win, you know. Those three goals at the end, Aspili Quetta getting on the score sheet. Um, bit of feeling in that one for him. I think he, he, you know, he loves that place now, and you can tell. Yeah, he's he's playing so well. He's loved without the club. He's one, he's one of, if not the best kind of centre back who can also go to left. Yeah, and like he's, he can play all across that back line, which is just something that is irreplaceable, and you can't really get that in many players at all. He's really uh, developed into a, you know, does he go into that world class in as in terms of centre backs and left backs? In he's look, he'd be. Uh, He'd be in the top two or three centre backs in the comp right now. Yeah. I'd, I'd say like around. He'd be in that talking. I'd World be talking top about. ten. It's hard. I'd have to really kind of do the. I'd have to look at do every team. Maths, yeah. yeah, it's very hard to kind of go through every team. But he is. He is. He's somebody who's improved leaps and bounds, and like you know, people are starting to recognise that, and which is something that's very very cool for a player like that. Who like a yep. lot of people were off last season. We move on. City over Burnley. I want to. You know, first question was that a penalty? Yeah, no, they can't. They can't oh, see. Yes. They can't see you. Not. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah I, I think it was just like you know something that I can understand. He did overreact a little bit, but I thought that you know it kind of. I, I love Pope, and I, I said to you halfway through the game that Liverpool should be uh, buying Pope, looking very oh, very. We handy. need something from the gods, so I tell you what, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's something that uh, you know he tried to save the game basically, Pope, and he. he Another goalkeeper. If it was Mignolet, they would have won 17 nil. Probably, probably. And Aguero breaks the um, all-time uh, City goal-scoring record. Um, records just keep falling for this guy. He's uh, he, he's going to be a player for the for the history books. Yeah, City. Is, is that a? Uh, I, know, I love Aguero, and I know every time I talk about him, you think I like I try and be- belittle him. But yeah, like is, right that, now. is that a massive achievement considering City have no fucking history? Uh, 170 goals. Yeah, 170 Premier League goals for a club. 170, 170 or 177. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll just run it off. Yeah, well, I should have ran it as oh, 180. He's, he's incredible. But that record was set by the 30s or the 40s. Fucking hell, that's so crazy, isn't it? So, like, back in the day where players actually played for the club. <laughs> there you go, little yeah. dude. I like that. Um, yeah, I think this 3-0 was probably uh, a bit harshly done. Burnley controlled all of this game. Yep. Um, it's just unfortunate that they don't, they don't have the firepower to kind of create these massive chances like City do. Um, you know, a little shout out to uh, our boy Kevin De Bruyne, which every yeah, well, week, that through ball every, every week we're going to have. I, I swear, if he, as long as he keeps doing this, we're going to keep talking about yep. it. Through ball is just a thing of beauty to look at. And our young boy at City Sane scoring. Yeah, he's fucking hell. This team, like, I hate it. I crazy, hate Man City it? as a club, but they're so good to watch. Some of yep. these players are just they're fantastic. Are something else. Um, Hopefully, they can actually fill out their stadium for once now since they're winning every game. Oh, big. Hang on, settle down, settle down. <laughs> uh, is City going to drop any points? Are they going to win the. Like, oh. you know, they've, they've drawn one. This season, can they do an invincibles? Is the question. I did, I well, did see oh, that for me. They've, they've won the Premier League, like they're just too good. I don't, I, I can't wait till they play United to be honest. Oh, this seriously, yeah, but Marina probably parked the bus. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Actually, that'd be that'd be something. But so, I, don't, I don't think you could park the bus. Can you park the bus when you're five points down? Uh, can you park the bus when you're going up against fucking all those players at City? Yeah, I know they're probably just counterproductive, really. Wouldn't it? I, I don't really, I don't think City are home at the moment. I like, you know, remember last year they went eight games, and we're we're nine games in now. I think they went eight games undefeated last season, and so they're so not... they're around that time where you know, hopefully, a chink in the armor comes out because I really don't want this. Well, not who just to... they, who's their next five. Their next five, I can bring up very quickly for you. They've got uh, West Brom away, probably a win. Let's let's say win. Uh, Arsenal at home, win. <laughs> You're gonna say win every round. Leicester away, win. Huddlesfield away, win. <laughs> and uh, Southampton at home. So their only game, hard game, is against a team that falls to pieces against a big four. Like don't forget that team lost four 0 to Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool just lost four 0 to Tottenham. One. So, so, so theoretically, you should win eight one. <laughs> that's the old, the they, old. They definitely made DVDs on that one. Oh, that'd be. They do that anyway, don't they? That's the math, isn't it? Yeah, definitely hundred <laughs> percent. As Frank Lampard would say one time, <laughs> you hate to lose against Spurs because they're always going to make a DVD. Yeah, for the next ten years. <laughs> I, I bought them too. Um, no, it's yeah, I, I, it's hard. I just feel like there's going to be one team who does it. And in all honesty, and I know this might sound. Yeah, it might sound like I'm grasping at straws here, but West Brom could be a team like that because they're a team that sits back completely. Yeah, but they're just a drawing team. Yeah, well, yeah that's okay. Drawing Take, and boring. And let's be honest. Any points taken off City at this stage is a plus it, for the rest of the league. Absolute godsend. Because we like as fans, and not just because I'm a Spurs supporter, I don't want City to be 30 points up, uh, 30 games into the season because it's just mate, it's no fun. Like you know, you want you want it to at least get to a point where you know there's six games left and City might might have to you know drag a few results into win. Yep. Oh, okay. Fair but uh, yeah, we'll move on. But uh, you, I know you're very keen to talk about Newcastle because you think they're your you know, second favourite team or something like that, aren't they? Yeah, they're up, they're up there. Yeah, and uh, you know, they got another win against your boys in Palace, who you, uh, you backed How they in. Might, they well, you, you backed him in for the win. Did I? Yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> you backed him in for Jesus a win. Jesus Christ, that shows where I'm at. <laughs> I can't remember what I did last week. And uh, so, you know, Marino scoring, um, Newcastle pop up over Liverpool at the moment. Like, this is uh, looking pretty good at the moment. Yeah, well... Um... You know, for a team that's got no real play, like no real Premier League players except for like John Joe Shelby and, and this guy Mikel Marino, who's turning to an absolute player for them. Yeah. Um, I can't quite remember where he's from. He's from Spain. Um, Villarreal, maybe, possibly. Is, well, the thing is about um, Newcastle. How much do you fix the like? Yeah, just like with um, Silver. Do you, how much do you think uh, the Rafa Benitez factor? 
plays oh, a part it's here. It's huge, huge part because you know it's not. How, how can he get a team? You know, who else could get a team of champ like predominantly championship players to to come through and perform the way they've been playing? You know, um, it, he's a, he's a master. I wouldn't mind having him back to be honest. Rafa Benitez right now. Yes, it's something like that. You know, I think that um, would you take Rafa over Klopp right now? That's a big question. That's a big call if you're going to make that one. I feel like I feel like Rafa's more. Um, for me, he's just like he, he would never got like say defensively, he never would have got this bad. You know what I mean? He's someone that's got, if we've got a problem, you nip it in the butt. And um, you know, unfortunately for us, it's just some like our ongoing problems are you know are killing us. And the one thing about Rafa is his experience. Um, he's proven that at multiple clubs at the top top of of world football and. The managers that get there are kind of a little bit no-nonsense in that regard. Like, nothing, uh, no issue gets to to beyond a point where it's so blatant as what we've got. Um, I'm not saying Klopp isn't a world-class manager, he is, but it's just a little bit shocking that, you know, our same problems are are, are arising, um, you know, time and time again. And uh, I think that's the difference between, you know, say a Klopp and a a Rafa Brunitas. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, and Rafa is an, is a Premier League through and through manager as well. You yeah. know, he's he's very good at what he does. It's yeah, it's a really great win for Newcastle in the grand scheme because Palace would have been um, kind of reeling over that over you know last week's win. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, it's funny because no team around a month good for the for the benefit of them was really winning throughout the weeks, and now all of a sudden they're kind of four points four points from the next team from Bournemouth because they got the win. Of course, it's something that uh you know, I think that. Yeah, they just need to get a few more results in them at the moment, Palace. They need to kind of keep grinding them out. It's unfortunately like 86-minute header from a corner. It's hard, it, yeah. It's a tough but one. But they've definitely shown improvement since they got um, Roy Hodgson. And, um, he's probably like pro well suited to them. I think like he's, he's more of a rock-solid defense kind of guy and um, very a sure thing. I think he's a very good – like I think the problem, a lot of the problems that come through with Roy Hodgson, he, he was almost managing clubs above him. Yeah. Um, you know, what he did at Fulham when he was there a few years ago was utterly fantastic. And um, he's very good at those, those middle, lower, taller tables that need a, a solid defence and structure and, and, a, and a solid game plan that they can all follow through and, and um, you know, a simplified kind of game plan. And, I th- you know, as I said, he, they're better at Palace now. Palace are a strong team. You know, they did lose 1-0, as you said, by 86-minute header. Um, just a quick one, Mickey Moreno, who was from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Is he really? Yeah, he was. There you go. Um, that recently signed on permanent transfer too, so he's there forever. And you're going to St. James Park is always a hard thing. And I, yep. I, I keep saying this, you know, St. James isn't an easy place to go and win. It doesn't matter who you are. I think they always try and make, they always make it tough. And that crowd is always against you. And it's, it's a really great atmosphere for anybody who goes there. Uh, we'll move on. But Stoke, Bournemouth, uh, my boys in Bournemouth finally got a uh, get a win on the board. Yeah, and um, I think it was Stanislav's goal. goal. Stanislav's? Stanislav's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't say his name. It's so hard. I just, I just like... Can you try that again? No, no, no. Stanislav's? That's how you... <laughs> Stanislav's. Uh, Stanislav's, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Stanislav's. That, that, um, that shot in the bottom left-hand corner was absolutely Whoa. a peach, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so funny. 16 and 18-minute goals. Uh, the first one was from Sermon. Those kind of, you know, that that power of five minutes is, is one of them game of football and, and Jeff got a golf back and he's started to score a couple of goals now. He, he went yeah. very quiet for a long time. Um, he was even playing at white wing back for a little bit there, but um, he scored a couple of goals, but you know, it just goes to show that, and it's happened a few times, you know, even with Watford when they went in front, you know, these power five minutes where they get a roll on and a bit of momentum it changes games. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to get your thoughts on Stoke because they are you know currently uh, eight points, so they're tied on the relegation basically. Yeah. Um, they're also tied on fifteenth, but there is there is a bit of a few people on aces. Is Mark Hughes in trouble? Like, you know, Stoke, Stoke are a team who fly under the radar. They don't really, like, they never seem to have too many problems. They yeah. were having a problem last season. They started off really poorly. But, like, is there some um, kind of issue here? It's, it's it's hard to say because at the moment we're still at a stage where one win puts them up to 12th, which is very, you know, it's very hard. They're literally, they're only four points from Liverpool. Uh, sorry, five points from Liverpool. So they're, they're just yeah. outside two games. And then and then ninth. So it's hard to, um, to really put, you know, Make that claim that a manager can be in trouble. I, I know that Everton sacked Ronald Koeman, um on eight points, and they're the same as Stoke. But I feel like they should be in a different kind of basket. I think they're just a bit above Stoke. Um, yeah, it's it's very hard this stage of the season to, to justify that. You know, like you can't go to him. All right, you're in real trouble now. Even though he could win next week and find himself at twelfth. Yeah, of course there is. It is kind of that early stage, and there is this really, uh, unfortunately, there's a there's a massive pack in that lower table that uh, I think everybody's going to be trying to break out of yeah. in, the, in the coming weeks. And like, there's some really decent teams in there. Uh, I you know I want to move on to the next game, um, but you know last week nothing had happened yet in terms of manager. Uh, since then, Shakespeare has been sacked. So, Mickey, I know you didn't want me to play any songs, but. They're, they're Look, falling now, Mickey. They're falling all the time. I did say I'd leave you if you played another song, but I guess that's got nothing to do with Liverpool, surprisingly. I like so. no, I, I had that one planned. Like Dominoes. All season, I'm going to have that song ready if, if somebody does get sacked. It's, it, what do you mean, if? If, when. There, there's more, Thank you. There are more managers to be sacked this season. Um, what do you Probably think, another what do you think of being... Yeah, he was kind of the, kind of a fill-in anyway. Like, yeah, he didn't really get yeah, too much and, of a crack. Um, it probably, they'll probably learn their lesson on that a little bit. Like, I think they, they showed good faith in giving Shakespeare the chance and... What he last six months or something? Yeah, fuck all. He's last it's, months. it's pretty harsh, isn't it? It's a cruel world. And I wonder if he goes into the football and wilderness now a little bit, Shakespeare, because, you know, one day he's managing a Premier League club and next next time he's he's back to play where he was and an, an assistant manager and, you know, like a, obviously his next managerial job will not be in the Premier League, I, I dare say, and would be lucky to be in the championship still. You know, but so... Unfortunately for caretaking managers, it really does sum to the walls when they lose that, that job that they've been holding on to, you know, and um, hopefully for him, he, he gets a new one soon. But, you know, they started off with a win. Uh, Mares started to show a little bit of, you know, flair and excitement that, you know, we, we, we knew and grew to love yeah. um, in that title-winning season for Leicester. Nakazaki getting in the score sheet again. He's just a little pocket rocket, really, isn't he? Um, yeah, he is. Uh, it's something... Full of energy. Uh, they've got uh, Michael Appleton at the moment as the caretaker for... Uh, so it's kind of like the next in line, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of just taking care until they appoint someone fully. Uh, could your prediction be coming true before Christmas? Sam. Could Big Sam be out getting the job? Like, there's, there's... Leicester's a very tasty prospect for Sam, isn't it? Oh, I tell you what, he'd be looking at that team going, I could probably make something of this. Like, oh, 100%. They're, they're probably the best of the worst, aren't they? It's Well, yeah. Yeah, well, we both put them at ninth at the start of the season. Like, you know, right now, it's funny, they got the win, and, you know, if they lost that, they'd be, what, uh, 19th. They'd be 19th if they didn't win this game, if they, if they got done. Yeah, they'd be a mere six points. They'd only be a game in front of Palace. And, like, it shows, like, you know, obviously... As I, yeah, as I said, you know, when we talk about Mark Hughes being in trouble... Tell you what, this, yeah, I tell you, a couple of losses and a lot of teams are in trouble. Like, say, say Shakespeare stayed on this week and they won. Would he have another two weeks? 
Um, hard to say. You know, I think he probably would have. Like, you know, you usually get sacked. You don't really get sacked on a win. It's very hard to. Like, it's very yeah, hard. You'd to... imagine it being hard, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, you've done really well. Good, good win for the team. See you later. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it's not really too bad. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very hard to kind of uh, work out how their, their thinking is. Like, it was something that we didn't really see coming. Like, we, we kind of thought that something might be in the works, but this yeah. this soon was kind of a bit unexpected. Yeah, well, we were a little bit shocked when we heard the news, didn't we? And, um... You know, Leicester moved swiftly now, and you know they're becoming a little bit of a, um, a club that does a lot firing the guys. If you think of um, Nigel Pearson before even you know Ranieri, uh, Ranieri, sorry, Ranieri, Ranieri. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> we're doing well. Um, you know, if you think of them, they've only stayed two years. You know, on average, all of them, yeah. not even, and it's not very long. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll move on, but Mickey, uh, I've got you know. <laughs> Another score, oh, okay. another manager's been sacked, Mickey. I did actually forget that. <laughs> we can sing along. Ronald Koeman got the sack and Should never turned shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, another sacking, Mickey, another great song. Um, Everton, which is fucking pox. Like, they, I, they I watched, they? Besides the Rain Rooney strike, how yeah, bad. I watched the first 30 minutes and uh, it was something that, you know, when I was watching, I was going... Fuck me, they they are going to get absolutely poleaxed here. Like they they could have been three, could have been close to Spurs score in the first fifteen minutes. Could have been two three nil. It's amazing what optimism at the start of the season has turned into. <laughs> yes, both for both of us. Both isn't of it? us like yeah, we've we've both been kind of stung on that end of it. And that's why we don't put our we shouldn't put our opinions on tape. Uh, Arsenal. You know what I'm going to do now on my predictions? Like for say, I'm going to say whatever I think. I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> yes, well, you might. You probably got a better chance, don't you? Yeah. Arsenal looked really good here. Um. It's not hard to look good, but when you, nobody's putting any pressure on you, so it's very easy to close down Arsenal. Just put pressure on them, and they'll go to water. If for, for the most part, especially at Goodison, like you know, yeah. you're playing at your home ground, you, you're serving up that shit. Like it was very, and, very poor. And with Rooney's goal at the start, you know, it's good stuff. Then, but he really made that goal out of nothing. Yeah, it was against the play, completely yeah. against the play. And uh, even then, I, I, I scored. I was like, maybe they'll turn it around. Five minutes later, I was just like, they, no, they're, they're going to get absolutely stuffed here. Ozil looked fantastic, but. Again, you know, no pressure on him, so he was he was but able to. Are they show put off. themselves in the shop window, or are they playing for Arsenal? Hard to say. Uh, you know, I have like Wenger came out at one stage like a few weeks back and kind of said that you know it, there is potential that Ozil and Sanchez could be gone in January because both of their contracts are running out. Uh, I don't know how legitimate it is on that. It's I, I don't know who's going to stay. I really I haven't been covering it too much, but. I just think that uh, Ozil's just playing. He might, you know, you might be able to scrounge up a better team, maybe. But like Man United seem pretty keen on him. It looks mm. like uh, he seems like he wants to go there. Imagine the- that Ozil and Sanchez going to your Manchester rivals <sighs> in the one transfer. Well, where, where's Ozil going to fit in this team? Like in the Man United team? Oh, he he, he'll fit somewhere. I think. Yeah. You, you think he'll take over like a Herrera or something like that? Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah. you know, he, he he might even just sit behind um, Lukaku. You know. So it could be Pogba, Ozil, and then Matic behind. Or maybe, or like, you know, because you've got Mkhitaryan, you've got Rashford. Mkhitaryan will take it back with Sep, I think. Tell you what, that's a scary team. Like, uh, But, you know, obviously they, they weren't too scary. Does it change it? Does it still make City the better team if he goes there? Yeah, I, I think it does. Yeah. I, th- I think City's got, like, just the pace alone between them. I think that um, Man United are a bit more methodical in the way they go about things. But uh, Arsenal, they could be back on the winning winning books. Uh, you know, at, last week I was saying who's going to be the team who bottles it. And uh, yeah, Everton bottled it pretty pretty convincingly yep. here. Uh, even though uh, Aniya's goal that was complete clusterfuck from uh, I think it was Monreal who passed it back yeah. to check. Um, yeah, like I don't know, there was not not no much. one cared by that. Yeah, by though. that it was game over by then. Sanchez's goal was fantastic. His ball through to Ozil's header was fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, my man Jack had cost, cost, uh, coughed up the ball for Rooney's goal. Well, almost set up a goal too, but... Oh, uh, well, he had a shot and it deflected. Yes, yeah, close enough. <laughs> close enough for our ball. Uh, Lacazette, I want a quick one on, you, on Lacazette. Uh, yeah, as I said, I watched the first 30 minutes. He had a couple of really good chances. He had one, like, one-on-one, probably 10 yards away, and uh, he put it straight at Pickford. Is he? Do you think that um, like yeah, he scored one, of course, but do you think he needs to kind of improve his finishing to uh, a, in a side like Arsenal because he's not getting a hell of a lot of chances. And uh, they're probably going to be a lot slimmer once uh, Ozil and Sanchez, you know, cark it and get out of there. So you know, the other question is: Is he sitting back right now and going, "Have I made the right choice coming here?" Yeah, no, well, I tell you what, he would. I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that he would be kind of getting into Ozil and Sanchez's ER and kind of going, "Please yeah, fucking look, stay." Look, Please. I just got here. Seriously, it's um, it's like rocking up to the party when the party's over. Yeah, it is, and uh, I think that uh, a big props to Ramsey. I think Ramsey's really uh, he's somebody who cops again another player who cops a lot of shit. Yep, and uh, it's something that you know. It's something that you kind of he deserves to a point, but uh, he's been kind of putting in good performances now. He's one of those players that you know can can really turn a game when he wants to. Uh, I want to give a quick shout. out. He didn't play. I, we might have got subbed on, but Giroud, who scored an absolute fucking pearl uh, midweek in Europa. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we got we got <laughs> we got uh, about Europa League. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, I had to I had to like get you know cable TV for that, but uh, yeah, it, I know, didn't even bother watching it. Uh, it's funny that Giroud scores a fantastic goal like that, and Everton were kind of really pulling for Giroud, and you know. It shows that, again, like individually, their signings over the summer look fantastic. Do they go there in January? Does who? Like Everton, do they go there? <sighs> Tell you what, I, I, they need a striker. They need somebody. They need anybody who can do this job because, um, yeah, as, as I was trying to say, the uh, every signing that they've got sounds fantastic on paper. Together, they're just, they just don't well, know. They've got to do. no, it's like a, a human with no head, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You've got no one up front who can do anything. And unfortunately, you know, you're relying on a Rooney kind of. Uh, like him to turn, yeah, turn back the clock for a uh, for a fantastic strike. I don't know who's a who's going to be a worse sign. Like, I don't. Rudy really scored a few goals. Do you think he's going to go down as a good signing or a bad signing in the long run? Um, it depends with like a striker like to help him out. Um, I think at the moment it's kind of like no one's there, and they kind of everyone's just turns their head and goes, "Oh, can you do it?" Yeah. Kind of thing. It's you know, and unfortunately for Rudy, he's not that guy anymore. He's not a striker. He's not a pure like. You know, he's still able to pull something off like that, which is just instinct. It's something that he could never have been taught. He just kind of, you know, it was in his blood kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and just natural-born talent. But besides that, he's, he, the attributes that made him the deadly striker that he was are gone. You know what I mean? And, and age is, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30. Um, you know, the, he's trying to fill in this role. He's trying to make something out of nothing. And, and that's he saw that with his goal. It was a great goal, but... It's kind of like he's trying to be something that he's not anymore. And um, unfortunately, until Everton get a, a, an out-and-out striker, he's going to have to try and, you know, kind of be a makeshift striker in, in regards. And unfortunately, when they turn their head and blame someone for not scoring the goals, he's going to cop it because he's kind of next on line. Yeah, he, he not is, so much of being a guy for as a... As a as a striker, he is no. He will. He might be known as a scapegoat. Come, yeah. He's, he's very good on the ball. Still, to be fair, he yeah. does some really nice things when he want when he wants to. In that, it's just unfortunate that he's getting real fuck all supply, and he's just kind of there's no. Yeah, you know, he he loves. He's you know he scored so many goals on the counter, kind of getting these balls coming yeah. coming in the, in the back, and he doesn't have that pace. But you can still he still has enough to get through a few defenders if the right ball was played. 
And there's just nothing's being played. There's nothing there for Everton right now. They are currently what, 18th. They're in relegation, as along with about 14 other teams on eight points. Yeah. But uh, it's you know it's really it's looking really ugly for them. They've obviously gotten rid of Kuman. Um, again, Big Sam's probably going to do a double job with. Uh, I've heard he's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lester, that's another one too. They could look Leicester and, and Everton. It'd be a fantastic double job for him. Obviously, uh, Everton would be the better choice. Do we want to move on, Mickey? Yeah, we move on to a game that. Um, Probably raised a few eyebrows. Bottom's three 0 win against um, West Ham, and uh, everyone's FIFA Ultimate Team favorite card is Curido. Is Curido? Can I can I take this one for a sec? Yeah, take it. Oh wait, no way. He, he hasn't been sacked yet, has he? No, no. Hey, he'll be the next sacking. Sorry, uh, um, Billich is still in the club. Um, what's his name? Just. Just, um, I tell you what, I was just talking about will Rudy be um, known as a good or a bad signing? Zabaleta is, I think, nearly guaranteed to be known as one of the worst signings of the summer. He's been pox. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, you know, um, I think there's somebody, I, I was saying this at the start of the year, you know, wrong, very old, not pretty much past it. Yep. Joe Hart uh, with uh, our man whose name we will not pronounce. <laughs> you're trying, you have, you got to have a go. <sighs> just, I got to like, because you've written it down on the board and you're up there, your handwriting is absolute chicken scratch. So it's kind of hard for me to, so I'm going to have to. That's a compliment. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to have to pull it up and uh, I'm going to try and sound it out. Uh, is Querido, is Querido. It's Quero though. It's Quero It's Quero though. It's Yeah, okay. It's like and Izzy. A fantastic Izzy. Yeah, we'll our boy Izzy. Izzy. Our boy Izzy from Brighton. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic. We haven't got a Brighton boy yet. No, we haven't yet. So who's our West Ham boy? Hernandez. Uh, Billich until he's gone. No, <laughs> Antonio. No, no uh, it's Hernandez. I, I think Izzy. Yeah, uh, Izzy. Izzy, fantastic ultimate team. Is it heart? Oh, fuck off. Uh, heart should have saved it. Simple. Like, yep. I'm sorry, but if you get a full hand to it, you need to put that away. Good goal, Izzy. It, yeah, it was a good goal in the, in the grand scheme, but uh, this is, I tell you what. Pretty bad at the, uh, the the London Stadium, that's for sure. Uh, they were, you know, West Ham TV, uh, Ham TV, sorry, is not as good as Arsenal TV, but uh, it was just, you know, everybody. I heard, I heard a guy call up Talk Sport this morning and he went absolutely off his head. Say Billet should go or? He said the owner should go. Yeah, it's like, I, I've heard coming out recently, they've said that they're not, they're a bit more reluctant to. Uh, sack Billich than maybe other clubs would be. I want to direct you to the next game, Mickey. Which I tell you what, if they were to lose against Palace, Billich oh, is gone. It is such shit. a huge game because it's away it? from home as well, and it is so huge in the context of everything. Because Palace again, they're you know they're probably looking to get up and about. Do they have a bit of a London rivalry? These two <sighs> look at they're they're a discount London rivals. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they're are. discount London. Like we don't we don't count West Ham. So really. many London teams in that, uh, in that it's, circle, isn't it? It's like yeah, you know, this is crazy to me. I think that um, I think that they're going to lose against Palace in all honesty, and I think Village will be gone after next week. It's a shocking performance. They were absolutely pox. I think um, you know I. I love the Lanzini. He was poor as hell. He's so he was yep. so poor. There was no run in that team. There's nothing there. No heart at the moment, is there? Right. Oh, well, there's Joe, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anything more you want to add to this one? Um, no, nah, they're in real trouble. Well, even like I've, oh, Jesus Christ, we've really cursed these two, haven't we? Then we were in Everton. Yeah, well, I, exactly. That's the thing. Like, them under the bus. These are our teams, and they are currently 16th and 18th, both on eight points. And, yeah. Um, it's not, Mickey. I'm just all I'm gonna say is oh, fifty bucks is up, the, up for grabs, isn't it? It's not gonna be long until <laughs> <laughs> you can't play that song when there's no manager sacking. <laughs> all right, moving on now. Uh, moving we've on. Got, so, we've got the last game, Southampton West Brom. Do we really give a shit or what? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. The goal was fucking great. Yeah, it's fantastic for yeah. Do you see where he took it? Did you actually? Did you see the goal or not? Yeah, it was a great. It was a fantastic run. He went, you know, ran the basically the whole fucking pitch. So yeah, um, good win for them. <laughs> Boring teams is what I've been hearing, and um, <laughs> as you can tell with my lack of enthusiasm uh, describing this game, <laughs> I really don't think it should. Besides that, uh, a nice little applause for that goal. Yeah. It should be should be much more talked about it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, we were listening to a show beforehand and they were kind of saying, we've brought this up a couple of times, um, you know, the whole, the mid-table teams when they come up against each other, it's just, no one really cares now, do they? Yeah, I do. I think... Do you give a shit really? Like, well, it, it sets them up for, like, they're the teams that they've got to win against each other to avoid relegation. But these two aren't going to get relegated. Like, there's no, You'd hope not. Neither no. Southampton nor West Brom will get relegated. I can nearly, I'll put my house on that. There's no chance. I, as, I, as I said, I think these teams should be... Um, going for the English League Cup and the FA Cup, where team like hopefully they can catch out the big teams early, where they don't put their big teams in and yeah. you know and play maybe like the the academy players a bit more and try and go as far as they can and, and become one of those teams. Staying in the Premier League's essential for that, so I think that's why they should be concentrating. You know, yeah. I, but when the cup games come up, they should give it everything. I completely agree. I think they need to. I think every season you probably just need to come out of the blocks, get some points behind you. Like if your team like. Let's be honest. Uh, if they were in, like, say, Watford or Newcastle's position, they'd be going, you know what? Like, we're nearly at that point where we can really start to focus on that cup already. And that's just that just shows how many, like, how good they're going as opposed to everybody yeah. else. Um, you know, West Brom currently kind of just fizzling Doing on the middle Brom. table, and Southampton started to kind of gain a bit because they really they had a poor start, and I I predicted them to have a really poor year. They're kind of starting to get to their their stock position of yep. that eighth to tenth kind of range. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're, I, I can't be fucked talking about these guys. They're honestly, nah. they're, they're two teams that aren't relevant to me. Um, but, but we'll have a break. Uh, we've got to come back. Facebook's finest. We want to talk about who's next in the manager sacking or basically what I'm going to, my segment I'm going to call. <laughs> I'll see that song. The, the next one to bite the dust. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wembley curse, the Golden Boy, Champions League, and our predictions for the week 10 of the Premier League. And back again just to hopefully cheer me up this week. Um, we've got Facebook's finest, obviously. Uh, we take a dig at the internet world and the stupid comments and stupid phrases that we might see. Uh, Nick, do you want to start us off today? Oh, do you want me to? Okay, I've got a few today, so uh, I'm happy to start us off uh, for all the keyboard warriors out there. This goes at, at Mad uh, vil- uh, Villainy sorry, uh, on Twitter. Uh, this is about Manchester United. I told you Lindelof was shit. You can't sound like a spell from Harry Potter and be a good footballer at the same time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Yeah. It is very true. It is very, very true. Um, for me, I'm very, like, my, I want to say me being flat is, is the reason why I haven't done too well in the old... Uh, every week, but Every week you are you are lacking in the in the most important Well, you know what? Part. I've been flat a lot lately. You've been flat a lot. My team has... Give me nothing but pure pain. Okay, go on, go um, on for me. This is a bad one too. I'm going to regret saying this, I think. No, no, you've got no. Uh, Ronald Koeman sacked. Only one man can save Everton now. <laughs> Who is it? So it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ad Rice is coming. Speaker than a white kid. This is hard. This is... Go on, give it to me. Get the McKenzie in the really worst one in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? That's fantastic. I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I like uh, you know, still on the Man United Huddlesfield train. Um, I love the you know, uh, Danish Verma has commented on it when they're uh, on Optus Sports Post. They've uh, kind of come out and said, you know, Huddlesfield have got the victory. Uh, Dinesh has come out saying, calm down, Huddlesfield fans. It was only Manchester United, which I thought was a pretty uh, accurate thing at the moment because they're pretty much easy beats. Yep. That is very much true. I've got another one for you. Um, You're going to have to take control of this After, after uh, Aaron Moy scored his goal, uh, James Gill came out with this one. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> Note to one matter. Do you have any more, Mickey, or am I just going to go to town? Uh, I'm out of this week. Okay. It's a flat week for me. Harry, du- uh, Harry Dunning um, posting on the Premier League banter group uh, saying, imagine losing 2-1 to a bus stop in Leeds, <laughs> which, <Yeah. laughs> which is good enough. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, Burnley FC. Uh, we're going to give a bit of cro- props to them. Uh, they on their Twitter came out and said, 83 minutes, Pope saves from Jesus. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep going, but um, I like the fact that uh, on YouTube as well, I've actually gone I've gone outside of the social media onto YouTube because there's You've some dug beautiful comments this here. Uh, Alexander, I was listening to uh, Mourinho's post-match uh, press conference because I wanted to see what he does. Yep. Uh, some guy, Alexander, says, without De Gea, Man United would be a mid-table, bang average team. No. No. I'm sorry. Oh, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, I, I can't even show you this one, but it's just, I'm just looking at a picture of uh, uh, Dijon Lovren, and it all says next to him, the world's most expensive donkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sw- uh, this one comes from uh, Ali Jaywad uh, on Twitter, it looks like. Uh, I swear to God, I, ca- I can defend better than Liverpool, and I have no legs, and he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> so yeah, doing- I'll, do- bl- I'll believe that. And I think I might have one more. Two more, actually. Uh, it was a it was a post from Goal.com. Who would you prefer to have at centre-back? And it was a bit, uh, angry react for Lovren, sad react for uh, Lindelof, and a, hap- and a laughing react for the Watford Hornet mascot. And I don't know which one out of the three you'd go for. I'd go for the Hornet mascot. <laughs> what do, we, uh, do I have any more, Mickey? I've got one more. If, if you kill yourself, it's suicide. If you kill someone, it's homicide. If you haven't won a Premier League title in 25 years, it's Merseyside. I like that one to finish it off for you, Mickey. <laughs> Just got dagged with the Liverpool guns. Actually, one more, Mickey. Sorry, I got one more because no. I thought, and this will lead into our next one uh, onto the Wembley curse. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to the managers, but uh, this one came on Give Me Sport, and it, the title was Tottenham are making Wembley a scary place to visit. Now, I, me being a Tottenham supporter, we've won two games. Yep, we've won two games. It's yep. not a scary place. We know it's not a fortress. Is that including the Dortmund one? No, that's not it. Well, we've won two in a row, at least. Yeah. We've won two games in a row at Wembley. It's great. You know, we've beaten two decent teams and one average team. So, like, you know, it's, it's, good. it's good in that respect. It's yep. not a scary place to visit. No one's scared about it. Um, I'm scared. Well, what do you think about the Wembley curse? Do you think it's being lifted or what? Uh, it's, like, semi-lifted. It's like, the skies aren't so great down at Wembley now. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things that I'm more worried now against the lower teams because like, you've said this many times that lower teams come to Wembley going, fuck yeah, this is awesome, we're playing yeah, at Wembley. Yeah, playing at Wembley. Today. And they're different gear. And yeah, the bigger teams, you know, they play at big stadiums anyway. So they, And they're kind yeah. of, they're used to that. And I think Spurs prepare a lot better for the bigger teams as well. We're very good at, we don't really get blown out too often. Like, no. It's something that Spurs never have. But we oh, can get we've blown back. you out a few times. Not recently. Suarez is. Yeah, Suarez is. But Suarez blew fucking everybody out. He's, he's one of the greatest players of all time, I've seen. So. Yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's it's an interesting like kind of thing because we're we're in a really tough time right now because we don't know if we want to play at home or away now. Yeah, this Saturday, is probably a good problem, really. Yeah, this Saturday, massive game. Uh, we'll get into the predictions, but I guess United away. Huge yep. in, the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we wanted to talk about the manager who's next to go. Is it as obvious as Billich or is, is anybody else kind um, of likely? 
I think it is. I think it is. Like he, he's like, you know, Everton have done it now. Palace have done it there. Bournemouth aren't going to go quite yet. I think Eddie Howe's got a bit more torn up his sleeve since he, since what he's done at Bournemouth. You know, show a bit of faith for the man. He's dragged you out of the, you know, the ruins of League Two, and, and bring you to the Premier League. So, you know, he. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed as manager even if they got relegated. Um, yeah. This is kind of what the thing that. It is like don't forget Bournemouth's Bournemouth. They're, like, they're not meant to be there. Yeah, it's it is one of those things. A lot of it is a culture kind of thing, and you'd think that um like a West Ham and that won't won't stand for this. Like no. they're a team who just can't. They can't no, they do really it because can't, yeah. uh, you know all the money that they put into the stadium, it just it just can't keep going like this. If they lose this week, he's gone hundred percent. Like yep. no doubt in my mind that he'll go he'll go that night. And the board though apparently they don't want to get rid of him, so it would take a really bad loss. Like you know, it, and any loss against Palace is a really bad loss. Yeah. So like. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they kind of have them. If they had them at home, I'd be going, it's probably the perfect game for them. Away from home makes me very, very sceptical because it's... it's and it could just, set him up a couple of weeks too. So they have a 3 nil win. Um, it kind of, you know, releases the pressure off a bit. So it's kind of like a do or die, really. It's it's really good the fact that they're playing them and another team. But it, it could be his undoing. Well, I do have his their next five games. They also have Liverpool yeah. at home. Um, so, you know, probably, probably going to lose, we'll say. Uh, Watford like. away. Yeah, which is a game I'd probably say they'd lose at the moment. Yep. Uh, Leicester at home, which at the moment... Tricky probably one. Well, they just lost their manager, so... And then Everton away, which they'll, they'll smash because, you know, Everton are trash. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. It's, it'll be, it's our second well, what's the um What's the manager count this year so far? Three? We're three, aren't we? Yeah. yeah three. So we're, we're really... Uh, we're, we're getting through all the so teams. So on average, we're losing them one every three games. Yeah, we're smashing it right now. I like this. This yeah. is good. Will we get to 20? I tell you what, <laughs> as soon as it'll be the last week and then Posh, Posh Meridio and Guardiola all like step all down. Sacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All sacked for being too good. Um, we'll day. move on, but um, I think everyone can agree that Bilic is probably the next one to go. Yes. Um, when we curse, we can say it's probably halfway gone. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. half. Madame Zeroni, then it holds the movie. Remember that? Holes the movie. Oh, great movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was hoping that you'd pick that up. Yeah, sorry. Kinda, I didn't know. You scared me for a second. I was yeah. about to sound like an idiot. <laughs> um, moving on to something that we found quite interesting and a little bit amusing during the week. Um, the Golden Boy Awards got um, mentioned out. And, and Mbappe, after a fantastic season, uh, deservedly took the, the number one spot. Um, Dembele from Brussels Dortmund took second. Something that was caught upon most people this week is um, the final three got announced the week before and it featured Mbappe, Dembele and Jesus from Manchester City. Um, he's had a fantastic year. Um, but the one thing that people did notice is when the the um, names got read out in, in order, um, Jesus didn't quite finish third on the table. Um, Marcus Rashford took that spot and um, raised a couple of debates that... Um, People were quite surprised because he wasn't mentioned in the final three, but come fourth. It's yeah. So Usman Dembele came second, if I'm correct. Yes. Uh, very strange, isn't it? I, it's it's got to be some kind of weird fuck up, isn't it? Like that's yeah, not, it has to. Be. That's not how it works. You don't, you, you don't get you don't make the final three, and then find yourself fourth. Do you um like does it really? Do you think people would really matter? Do you think Jesus would really matter? Do you think he'd care too much, or do you think it's kind of there's like, always those idiots that go, oh my god, you know, because you're not a city kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah oh, definitely. Besides that, but do you think like Jesus would be like, oh, are you kidding? Not really, because it's not. He, if you yeah, don't he didn't win, win. It, does, it doesn't yeah, really mean he didn't too win. much. Uh, we all we're happy with Mbappe winning, but. Yeah, I yeah. Am. He was that good for Monaco that year. I was uh, I was telling you a little bit before about this um kind of you know if all these young players how fucking scary they would be if they were all on the same team. 
And uh, just imagining just Mbappe, Jesus up front with like Rashford, Marco Asensio, Deli Alley, and Usman Dembele on around the, around that kind yeah. of box area. And then you've got someone like Pulisic, who I think came sixth or seventh in the whole thing overall on the bench coming off. Like, there yep. are some scary players there. And like, in I, the world, yeah, definitely. It's just and like, and they and all, the goalkeeper. Yeah, Donnarumma. And um, then, there's some ma- and there's some fantastic centre backs. It's there. just there's there's such quality going around at the moment that it's just, um, Alexander Arnold. I love it. AA's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I, then right I, back. I think uh, Walker Peters actually got was in one of the in the nominations actually for Spurs, which was really strange. Where's he play? Left he's back? a right back. Oh, he, right he's back. a right, but very odd. Like you know. And what is your uh, what's your new centre back's name again? What's his uh, name? Davidson, Davidson Sanchez. Yeah, who, and who, Saar from um, Nata, uh, Nance or something from in the French league. Oh yeah, sorry, I can't remember. Yeah, I want to quickly it. chuck a little, a little bit of a spell over the French league. Um, you know, they had Marseille PSG on the it week. Uh, I want first. I want to go Neymar getting sent off. Did he? Uh yep. Got second yellow. Uh, yeah, he got two, two and two minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Cavani strike, but pretty goddamn good. Like we we talked about this it, guy. It could be play save, but it was a great goal. So. Well, I I have seen a lot of the comments were saying you know keeper pulled his hand away. I think that it's a fixed match, which makes very, very harsh. harsh. Like, very harsh kick. in the heat, heat of the moment. And like how you could fix a free kick to be that good. Yeah. And like, you know, hit the bar. For all he knew, he might've thought the ball was going to go. He might, you know, he might've just thought he wasn't going to get there. It was a class strike. We go on about Cavani a bit because we, I think we probably think he's one of the most underrated in terms of like the world stage. Kind yeah. of being considered in that top five bracket. He's in, the, he's in that bracket, isn't he? He's, he's just, he's in the debate. And the, the funny thing was if ne- Neymar didn't get sent off, he would have taken that free kick. Like, you know, let's be honest. You're not, yeah, you're not, missed. you're more likely to miss than score in terms of free yes. kicks. So he probably would have missed that. And it, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing that, you know, Cavani's just, Continually, continually kill it. Sigh of relief for Cavani next couple of weeks that he can just play without having Neymar sucking. Uh, I want to go into the Champions League, but Mick, quickly, uh, we got the, you know, all the Premier League teams right now are topping their group. Uh, yep. We'll go through quickly just the individual matches. Uh, Liverpool over fucking the under-12s team. The Slovenian team. Uh, they what, did have Hernandovic as the goalkeeper um, who was surprised to see the former Inter goalkeeper. Really? There you go. I'm pretty sure it was him. It was his same last name. Do we take much away from that, Mick? Or nothing. What? I took absolutely nothing from it, to be honest. Yeah, it was, um, it was one of those games. 7-0, wasn't? but, you know, who cares? It's a, well, it's a win that you needed. Yo, you guys yeah, now, we really did need that And win, I yeah. think it's for a, memory... Just to calm the nerves a little bit more. I think for memory, Sevilla might have dropped points, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They lost to Sparta Moscow. Yeah, we, who are like seeming like a tough team to play at the moment. So yeah, it does... Russian teams are very much underrated a lot. Um... Hard to go to. Very yeah, hard very to go hard to. Go to. It's hard to go to Russia. It's very cold out there. And, um, you know, it's fucking Russia. <laughs> um, you know, 5-1 they lost. They got pumped. Yeah, it was, it was a dominant performance. It was something, you know, Liverpool currently are on top. It's uh, kind of good too because we do struggle against Sevilla. Well, you know, Sparta, like right now you've got five points Liverpool, five points Sparta Moscow, and four points Sevilla. It's up for grabs. And I'm, yeah, like, it, it's almost yeah. a bit annoying for like Liverpool because... Even though you're on top right now, there's a ch- there's a small chance you guys could drop out because you guys yeah. have two teams behind you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but overall, I think you'd be pretty happy with the way you guys are going. Happy to get a win on the board in the group stage. Um, we're not happy as only against that team. We but. brushed over United Benfica a bit before. Very lucky to get that win, but you know if they're going to take it, you know, an 18 year old goalie kind of getting a bit lost in where he was and kind of I don't know, is that just a lapse in concentration? What do you call that? Yeah, I just think um, it's a learning curve for him. Really, you know, maybe the the um. The size of the occasion got to him. Um, schoolboy error, but I guarantee you, probably wouldn't, he won't make it again. 
Yeah, you'd, you'd hope not. Um, Chelsea, Roma, but I really uh, this was a fantastic game. Um, yeah, this was. Jesus, Jacko has turned into a player, hasn't he? Well, we were well talk- he, he was a player before that, but. We were that talking goal. about this last week out. Like, was he, you know, we're kind of going, oh, Jekko in the Ballon d'Or. And he kind of surprised us. Again, he? he's just another guy that we keep going, like, is he that good? And then, well, you know. The, the thing is, too, that you know, I always used to blow his up a little bit when he was at Seed. I'm like, this guy continuously scores goals. Uh, when Wolfsburg won the German League before he came over to City, he was instrumental in that team, um, you know, becoming the champions. He was that, like, he was the star of that team. I remember I used to buy him in FIFA a long, long time ago. He used to go crazy on it. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got to – I started following him a little bit off that. And then um, he, he was the Wolfsburg – I don't know if he was a captain or not, but he was the guy that pretty much got him over the line and won him, won him a Bundesliga title, you know, at the height of Bayern Munich's power as, as they've got now. But, um, yeah, and, you know, now he's the number one man in Roma. And, God, that volley guy. Have you seen that goal? That the ball, the ball to the volley, like he was in, he was inside the circle. Yeah, and it's just, it, it was a thing of fucking beauty. That, yeah, like, in all, like it was just so good, and I was, you know, very, very impressed. I think Kolarov scores. Yeah, Kolarov City again. It's uh, you know, this is um, sorry, I just want to go quickly on Hazard. Yeah, they were very lucky to get points, Chelsea. Just yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. They uh, they in all honesty, they probably should have lost. They they were just very good at taking their chances, which is what great teams need to do. Yeah. Um, well, it was the city. Sorry, were you on? Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester City. Um, they beat Napoli two one. Um, they looked like they were going to start off on fire after two goals after you know fifteen minutes or so. Um, Sterling has just getting onto the score sheet. Napoli come back and and show why they're such a good team and and a strong side. And it wasn't convincing by Man City by any stretch of the imagination. Definitely after they've been pumping teams in the Premier League the week before. This game could have gone either way actually. Like they, Napoli had a host of chances. Um. This is what this game kind of proves to me why I don't think City are guaranteed to win the title because they have lapses in concentration sometimes. They think they've kind of got the game won when maybe they don't have no, it completely don't, yeah. done. And uh, you know, Napoli brought their way back in again. You know, they had chances to go up. They could have, they could have at least drawn and got a point out of it. They'd probably be a bit disappointed they didn't. But uh, Man City, you know, they're cruising to a top of the group kind of finish. It looks like they're not going to have too many problems. Um, probably you know the big game, I guess. Like, and I you know. It's, it's hard for me trying to talk about it without sounding biased, but um, Spurs Madrid probably the biggest result in the, in the whole thing in terms of you know um maybe shock I don't know like depending who you are. Um, it just shows where Tottenham are going. Um, I think you know that they were able to get a draw against Madrid. At, you know, at the Bernabeu just speaks you know what this club's about and their ambition and how they're going against the game. It showed like it's funny you know United the same week that. Parked the bus against Liverpool. Tottenham went full guns blazing at Madrid. It was uh, it was a really good game. It was really really entertaining throughout. Hugo made one of the, the best most saves. ridiculous yeah. saves I've ever seen. I I want to say it was instinct. Like I tag some pe- some people saying it was a fluke. I you you need to put yourself in the best position to do a save like that. And I think that you know goalkeepers like that are so good at it. Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, I think that Harry Kane had a one on one towards the end against Navas. And in all honesty, like should have scored, but got the absolute faintest of touches on it. Like it was, it could have been, it should have been two two. Uh, big props to Sissoko and Lorente and Harry Winks. Who Sissoko? Are- let me put, get this straight. Is a the one thing that has stood out for me um, about Sissoko is if you want the big occasion, Sissoko just pull, plays out of his ass. Yeah. Uh, it's like he. Um, he sees the big game and the big lights and all that stuff. You go back to um, as soon as Euro um, yeah. when they were in France and, and all and all eyes were on him. And 
It's like when the biggest games come, he just kind of—it's like a show pony. He just kind of wants to, you know. He was well. He all was the really... cameras on him, and they used to say this a lot about him um, at Newcastle. At Newcastle, they said when they when they had match of the day, or they they played the top six players, like Zoko would just play out of their skin, and, and they were that like they were that good, like Wijnaldum as well, and. It was almost like they waited for the big games and then they just, you know, when they're playing in front of all the cameras and all the, you know, all the fans and the, and the massive crowd, that they just turn it on. And then they just kind of go to nothing when they're playing in the smaller games. It was, yeah, it was, I, I really, you know, it's very, it was a really, really good performance from him. He came on against Liverpool and played really well as well. He's really starting to fit that system. Like, Posh is really starting to drill into him what he has to do. And yep. it's a lot of faith, you know, putting him on the park, especially starting against Madrid. Like, it's a huge game. And, yeah. uh, you know, I will give a shout out. A lot of people have been kind of getting on him now as being like a future gunner, blah, blah, blah. Um, or I'm going to call Coutinho Jr. Because he's like, on the, on the, in this game, he was a spitting image of Coutinho, Harry Winks. Uh, he, he was very good. Did not look out of the place at all, taking on defenders. He does have a bit of the sideway pass about him sometimes, but yeah. you know, like, you can't, not every time you get the ball, you have to create something. So he did, and the thing is to not look out of place at the Bernabeu against, you know, a midfield, like, you know, Cruz Modric, and uh, who's Sergio? Well, Sergio was subbed on. Sorry, the uh, other midfielder. They had a pretty full strength team actually. Uh, Isco and uh, yeah. Casemiro. Uh, you know, it was pretty impressive. You know, he's a very young kid. I, I guess he's kind of giving people reason and justifying his spot in the England side. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, I, you know, I, it's a really good result at the moment. I want to just kind of quickly go out because you know Spurs were kind of said they got given the group of death. Currently. Spurs and Madrid are equal on points, goal difference, and funnily enough, in the league, we're on we're equal on points, wins, draws, losses, and how many goals we've scored against Madrid. Uh, how far behind are Borussia Dortmund? That's where I'm going to go at. Borussia Six Dortmund points, drew, Dortmund drew against um against a pole, uh, so they're one. They're on one point. We're on seven. If we win one more game, we're home because right now we're on a plus five goal difference. They're on a negative four. They need. They still need to go to the Bernabeu. Still haven't done that. They got to play Spurs at Dortmund, and they got to play a pole again, which is the next game. Spurs can if Spurs can scrounge a result at Wembley against Madrid, which is the next game for Spurs. We're home, we're through. Yeah. No, no yeah, questions you, about it. You should bet a pole, and it will also it will probably come down to the last game where we'll have a pole at home, and they will have Madrid away. So that's that's what we might have to come down to that game. Yeah. So it's it's very promising for them. Dortmund just haven't worked it out yet this season. They just haven't worked out how to kind of like in in every league and everything. They just. I don't know. They're not really firing. They did have a year a couple of years ago where they were that bad for at least the Christmas and they were in the relegation fight for a bit. And they, and it took them to after Christmas to, to kind of pull themselves out of it. Um, they do that sometimes. They just get into this rut where they just played absolutely terrible, to be honest. And um, it proves again this year. Hopefully they can get it out again. Um, Nick, we'll go through the we'll go through the predictions yes. quickly. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to go through. Uh, quickly, first one. I'm sure you're gonna have a biased result. United versus Tottenham. Uh, it's probably the worst time I'd want to versus United because when and whenever a big team kind of comes off a loss like this, they want to kind of really bounce back against anybody. Yep. Um, they beat us one 0 last year. I'm gonna go with a two all draw. Okay, I'll go one all draw. Um, Arsenal versus Swansea. I'm gonna go with a one all draw. Swansea. Swansea are known for getting points off Arsenal at at the Emirates. One 0 Arsenal. Palace, West Ham. Uh, Palace is going to put Billich six feet under, and they're going to win 3-1. They're going to win 2-0. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Huddersfield. Huddersfield are not going to be able to do the job against Liverpool, and Liverpool will win 2-1. T- 
2-0. 3-0 for Liverpool for me. <laughs> uh, Watford versus Stoke. We need to start doing different predictions here. Um, Watford are going to win this one 3-1. Uh, I'm going to go one all draw. Okay. West Brom versus City. Nil all. 2-0 City. <laughs> the look you gave me. <laughs> um, Chelsea versus Bournemouth. Uh, that's a Bournemouth for you? That's yep. a goal. That's a goal stand stadium. Um, I'm gonna go Bournemouth to win this, and I'm gonna because right now I think Chelsea are kind of they're kind of pulling results out their ass, and I think Bournemouth are really in need of a win, and they should have beaten Man City earlier in the in the season, but they couldn't get the job done. I think they're gonna pull one more out. I think they're gonna win two one. Uh, Brighton, Southampton. Didn't even give my prediction in the end of that. But Didn't you? Yeah. I thought, sorry. I, was... I, I, I said what? Bournemouth 1-0. Um, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Brighton, Southampton. Um, I'm going to go with a two-all draw. It's going to be a good game. All right. Um, we'll go with the managerless game. Um, Leicester, you, did, Everton. Did you even give your prediction for that last game? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're really... Your brain is fucked. Seriously, man. Like, what is it? An hour and a half of absolute torment being a part of this... <laughs> Been a part of this uh, podcast. I'm still flat. Uh, so, what's your prediction for? Oh, you know, I'll, I won't get over until we. If we beat Huddersfield this week, I'll feel a little bit better. But a, a, a bad result against them, I'll cry probably. Uh, Brighton, Southampton. I actually think Brighton are going to win one 0 uh, What was the what did you call this game? Sorry for Leicester Everton. Uh, the managerless game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be Leicester. I'm going to. No, no, I changed my mind. No, new manager, one all draw. Oh, I was going to say that. Um, Leicester, one nil. And then we got Berlin, Newcastle. This is a really, I really like this game. This is going to be something, you know, what are they? Seventh and eighth right now. Burnley up. I'm going to go with Newcastle to win 3 2. One all draw. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the result I wanted was Newcastle, but I, I didn't want to go the same. So one all draw. Uh, uh, any takeaways before we get out, Mickey? What like because my main one is the Billich is going to be gone by the end of the week, and I think I think you're talking about how there's probably only a few teams in the premier in the title race right now. Yeah, um, I think it's been cut off big time. I think that you you're being generous. I think when you say Chelsea's in it, I don't think Chelsea's in it. I think there's only it's a three horse race now. Um, as brutal as it is. It's, that's a fact, I think. Who's going to be the next team to drop off? Will it be City, United, United or Spurs? Do you think United are more yep. likely? Yep. And how important is uh, this game, United-Spurs, right now? Oh, it's a six-pointer. Yeah, it's, pretty- oh, it's huge. I think um, I think this is the day where Tottenham um, can potentially um, stamp themselves in the Premier League as not just a couple of season wonders, as a genuine, not only top six, but top three club. It's, uh, I had one more song, Mickey. Can I just play that for no. you quickly? Just quickly. Nothing's gonna ever bring you I'm down. done. <laughs> He's gone. He's walked off. He's off the set. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Mickey Kennedy's walked out, but please take us out, Mickey. Yeah, you like what you think, mate. like what you think, and we'll subscribe for next week. Put your comments in the feed. It's going to be the best season of the Premier League because we're going to take you all the way through it.